This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a former Barbie owner. I'm also a huge history nerd. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share some of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Today in 1959, Barbie made her official debut at the American Toy Fair in New York. Then she was an 11-inch tall leggy blonde with heavy-lidded eyes and a black and white striped swimsuit, and she was very, very white. 60-plus years later, Barbie comes in all sorts of shapes, sizes, skin tones, genders, and hair type and color. Barbie's been everywhere, from the dream house to the White House to outer space, so how did she get there? Let's back up. Barbie was the brainchild of one Ruth Hadler. In 1945, Hadler's husband, Elliot Hedler, co-founded a garage workshop with his pal Harold Matt Matson. They called the workshop Mattel. Get it? Ruth and Elliot ended up taking over completely, making picture frames and crafting dollhouse furniture from the frame scraps. Eventually, Mattel pivoted to toy making, producing toy guns and other very 1950s items. In 1959, Ruth watched her daughter Barbara, it's starting to come together now, and her friends playing with paper dolls instead of playing with baby dolls, the prevailing doll type at the time. Ruth noticed that Barbara and her pals liked playing with adult dolls, imagining out future scenarios instead of current childhood ones. Thus, the concept of Barbie was born. Ruth modeled the doll after a German doll named Lily, initially an adult gag gift, and one that explains Barbie's decidedly uh, sexy proportions, and named her after her daughter. On March 9, 1959, Barbie made her first appearance at the aforementioned fair, she also has a backstory. According to Ruth, her official name is Barbara Millicent Roberts, and she's from Wisconsin. She wasn't an instant hit, but Mattel had been using TV commercials to advertise their toys, TV being a relatively new medium at the time, and aired ads for Barbie during the new Disney Channel show, The Mickey Mouse Club. Fun fact about The Mickey Mouse Club, the show, which ran for decades, launched the careers of current music legends like Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera, and Ryan Gosling. Though, obviously, that was later. Back to Barbie. The Mickey Mouse Club was a huge success, and the ads for Barbie brought the toy right into the mainstream. By 1961, she was so popular that Ruth gave her a boyfriend, Ken, who, weirdly, was named after Ruth's son and therefore was Barbie namesake Barbara's brother. Let's uh, not think too hard about that one. Barbie got more friends over the years, too. In 1963, Mattel introduced Midge, Barbie's brunette freckled friend. She got a sister, Skipper, in 1964. She also became something of a working woman over the years. Not only did her outfits start to evolve with the times, Mattel produced new clothing collections by making modern styles, but as women's liberation and entrance into the workforce became more pronounced, Barbie started getting some pretty sick jobs. In 1961, Barbie was a flight attendant. 
1963, she was a career girl with a slick suit and a fancy hat. In 1965, with the space race between the U.S. and the Soviet Union on, she got an astronaut suit. Barbie became a surgeon, a veterinarian, a doctor, a teacher, a coffee shop barista, and in 1992, she became a presidential candidate. That's just a few of the career turns Barbie's taken over the course of 60-plus years. Even with all of Barbie's adventures, there's been quite a bit of criticism over the years about Barbie adhering to certain stereotypes about standards of beauty and women's body shapes. There's a lot to be said about how one of the biggest toys in the world is a thin, busty blonde lady with impossible proportions. Mattel made Christy, Barbie's black friend, in 1969, but they didn't make an official black Barbie until 1980, the same year they made a Latina Barbie as well. In 2016, Mattel introduced the Barbie Fashionista, which came in four different body types, 22 eye colors, seven skin types, and 24 hairstyles in an effort to make Barbie more diverse. There are historical Barbies. There are Barbies based on movie and TV characters. There are Barbies undergoing chemo and Barbies who are disabled, all in an effort to make Barbie more accessible to children across all spectrums. Barbie still has a ways to go until she's truly woke, but she's come pretty far from 1959. And in 2004, she even broke up with Ken. Now that is progress. I actually owned one Barbie when I was younger. I wasn't allowed to own dolls really because my mom felt like they promoted unrealistic standards of what I should look like as a mixed race Asian kid. And as you can probably guess, being a mixed race Asian kid, not many people look like you. So she kept me very far away from Barbies, but I managed to get my hands on one Barbie when I was six years old. There was a flea market at my school at the time where people were taking things from their home that they didn't want anymore and selling it to people at the school. And my mom gave me $10 that day to spend on whatever I wanted. I bought three things, a brownie, glittery body lotion, and a black Barbie. I thought she was the most beautiful person I had ever seen in the whole entire world. I was so excited to buy her. Um, and so I did. The only Barbie I ever owned was one that I ironically didn't look like me at all, but I was so excited because in my eyes, it was the coolest toy that I've ever seen. <laughs> I remember bringing home that doll and my mom was just like, oh, where'd you find this? And I told her I found it at the flea market. And she was like, okay, I guess this is fine. But she also told me that I didn't need to worry about being as skinny as the doll was. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now let's talk about music. Today in 2018, Logic dropped Bobby Tarantino the second, his sixth mixtape and the sequel to 2016's Bobby Tarantino. Bobby Tarantino the second was a hit, debuting at number one on the Billboard 200 and was certified gold by the Recording Industry Association of America that September. So a very happy anniversary to that album. And now for today's final segment, I'm going to go into my own photo archives and see what I was up to on a March 9th in my life. On March 9th, 2019, I had a show at Babies All Right in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. It was the second show on my tour for Plum Blossom when I was touring with the new EP that I had just put out in 2018. And I was really excited about it. I love performing in New York. It's probably my 
one of my favorite cities to perform in. LA is up there and San Francisco is really up there too. Honestly, I really love every single city, <laughs> but New York is a special place in my heart because it's really kind of my family can go, my friends go, and you all go as well. So I really loved that show and I think that show at Babies gave me the appreciation and excitement for all the shows that I've done in New York since then. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow. Go ahead and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow at 365 Days MXM Tune on your preferred social media platforms. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.